Hi, welcome to Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that as you listen today, you are blessed and encouraged. Thank you so much for listening in. If you want any more information about our ministry, we'd love you to jump onto our website, harvestaustralia.org. Have a great day. Father, we want to thank you for your amazing love and presence. And we just invite you right now to come and fill us afresh. Father, I ask that you would pour your Holy Spirit into our hearts and into our lives. And I ask that you would just come right now into each and every home, wherever we are, wherever we're watching. Lord, I just pray for fresh filling of your presence. And I ask, Lord, that you would saturate us and that you would come and do in us today what you want to do in us, that you would speak your words into our heart and your words into our lives. Father, I pray that we would walk away after this time together feeling refreshed and feeling encouraged, feeling strengthened by your love, by your spirit, by your goodness for us and in our lives. And Father, we just invite you into our lives this morning and we say, have your way in us. In Jesus' beautiful name, amen. So this morning, I want to share on women of faith. But I don't want to just share about the women who succeeded. We can find so many stories throughout the Bible and throughout history of women who have done incredible things. I want to also share about women who overcame failure to still fulfill the will of God and the call of God on their lives. There is no such thing as a perfect person. There are simply people. If God was looking for perfect people, he would not be able to find any because all of us have flaws, have failures, go through difficulties. That is life. That is a part of the journey that we all walk. But we have a God who is perfect and beautiful in holiness and perfect in love and goodness and faithfulness toward us. And he is the anchor in our lives that stands true through every season of life. So this morning, I want to share on some women who went through some big failures, and we still see in their life the fulfillment of God's plan in their life. Men, you're not off the hook today. You might be thinking, oh, great, I can sit back. This is just for the women. I'm not included in this. Well, I want to say today that this is as much for all of us. But when I began reading through the Bible and looking at different women, I found a list of men that was even longer than the women of different failures that men had throughout the Bible too. So we're going to leave that list for another day and we're going to focus on the women today. But really, we're all in the same boat. And throughout the Bible, we can see amazing success stories. And sometimes we read these stories of incredible accomplishments and great triumphs and victories. And we can just sit back and think, oh, well, that's great for them, but not so easy for me. Well, the truth is, is they were people just like us. They went through trials just like us. They faced difficulty and hardship just like us. But the key is, is they got back up and they kept on going. They kept trusting God. They kept looking to him. And they moved through those failures, through those difficulties to still fulfill the will of God. 
There's a quote by Thomas Edison that says, I have not failed. I've simply found 10,000 ways that did not work. <laughs> there are many different ways of looking at life. And I think when we can view life as the fact that we are going to have successes and we're going to have challenges and sometimes we're going to fail and that all of that is a part of life, then we can look through that and still see God's goodness and his blessing and his success in our lives. There's a quote from a man named David Murray, and I'm throwing in a few, few quotes for the men today. So David Murray says, Aim high, but recognize that no one escapes failure and disappointment. So we might as well plan on it, prepare for it, and with the view that we can profit from it. So we're all in the same boat in this situation, but I'm here today to tell you, if you're going through a difficult time, if you feel like you failed in some way, this is not the end of your story. <laughs> this is not the end of what God is doing in you and through you. We all fail. We all go through really hard times. And sometimes we even get stuck in those seasons and we feel like there may not be a way out. But I'm here to cheer you on and to say God has more for you. His call and his plan on your life has not changed. And he is using this season and he's using what you're going through to shape you and mold you and encourage you and to bring you into the place of fullness that he has for you. So don't stop. Keep on going. For me, I feel like there is no possible way to fail in life unless we all together just give up. The truth is, if we keep going, if we keep getting up, if we keep pressing on, then we are always going to win. We are always going to succeed simply because we keep trying and we keep moving. There are a few women in the Bible I want to look at this morning. And the first one I want to look at is Eve. She was the chosen one of God with Adam to live in the Garden of Eden and to become the mother of all mankind. What an incredible privilege. Yet we remember Eve for the ultimate mistake that she made in the garden of eating the forbidden fruit and inviting Adam into that and sin and shame entered the world. She's remembered for being the very first of mankind, yet she is also remembered for her mistake and for her failure. Yet she still went on to be the mother of all creation. She continued to fulfill the will of God, even though she made that mistake. I think we can learn so much from these women and also from our lives and people around us and the mistakes that have been made because the truth is is we are never alone the enemy wants us to feel like our mistakes are too big he wants us to feel like our mistakes are too uh, difficult to move through and that we can't be redeemed but we absolutely can and God has already made a way so Eve is remembered for eating the fruit but the truth is, she still fulfilled the will of God on her life. Abraham and Sarah were given a promise that they were going to have descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. What an incredible promise to receive from God. Big promises often come with big trials. Abraham and Sarah, even into their old age, still had no children. Sarah was barren. And if you could imagine the weight of carrying that as a woman, when your husband's been given a promise that his descendants are going to be as numerous as the stars in the sky, yet you have no children. That is a difficult weight to carry. 
And in her, in her older age, still having no children, Sarah decided that she would give her servant Hagar to her husband to bear children for her. This was done in the Old Testament. It was a common practice, but it was not God's plan. God wanted to bring a child through Sarah. And in her old age, God blessed her with a son. God blessed her with Isaac. And then Isaac became part of the lineage of Christ. And what we are encouraged by in that is that we might go through situations where we can't see a way out. And sometimes we try and find a way out. But the ultimate thing is, is that God will still have his way in our life if we continue to trust him. Sarah made a mistake. She tried to fix it her own way, but God still fulfilled his plan through her life. God still blessed her with a child. She laughed when she found out she was going to have a baby in her old age. She said, really, I'm going to have a child after all this time of waiting. Now you're going to bless me. But God still fulfilled his plan through her life. Sometimes we feel like our failures disqualify us. Sometimes we feel like our shortcomings and our mistakes mean that we can't do the great things that God has for us. Or, or maybe it's okay for that person or this person, or, or maybe their life is easier in some way. It's not the case. We all go through hard things. We all go through difficulties. We all fail. We all make mistakes. We are all the same. The one thing that sets us apart is the fact that we have a great God who loves us, who believes in us, who fights for us and is constantly at work in our lives. He knows what we're made of. He knows the challenges that we face and he is for us and he is always working in us. Ruth is another one that I love. She is just for me. The book of Ruth is such a beautiful story. And I love how God just fulfilled his promises through Ruth's life. But Ruth came to a point where her husband died. She had no children. Her mother-in-law was leaving the land. And she would have felt pretty lonely and pretty alone at that point. She may not have caused those situations in her life. She may not have been able to do anything about those things, but she would have felt very low and very discouraged. But she trusted God and she continued to follow her mother-in-law and she continued to see the will of God unfold in her life. She married Boaz and she became a part of the lineage of Jesus. God blessed her. She may have felt at a young age that she wasn't going to see much in her life. She'd faced difficulty. She'd faced hardship at a young age. God still fulfilled his plan and purpose in her life. And then Martha. We all love Martha. We read the story of Mary and Martha over and over again, and we all love the fact that Mary sat at the feet of Jesus while Martha was busy in the kitchen and she was cooking and she was preparing and she was organizing. And we all think, oh, how lovely Mary is just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And poor Martha, Jesus tells her, well, Martha, you're too busy doing other things. You missed the very moment of my visitation. And we all feel sorry for Martha. The truth is, is we are all a lot like Martha. We are all living in a world that is busy and we are going from place to place and activity to activity. I mean, at the moment we are quieter and we are blessed to have that time, but some of us are busier than ever. 
So Martha, in that moment, she might have felt corrected by Jesus, but he was actually inviting her into an invitation of being with him and of being in his presence and of receiving his love in a special way. So Martha is an incredible woman who gave everything to serve and gave everything to love and poured her heart out to prepare a feast for Jesus. Yet she is still chosen and loved as one in the Bible that was close to Jesus during his time. There are a few things for me that I just want to share to encourage us. If you find yourself in a season that is challenging, if you feel like you've failed, if you feel like life is too hard, or even if you're in a great place right now, these are a few things that for me have been anchors through my life, through the good seasons, through the hard seasons. And I just want to share them this morning. And they are, the three things are to pray hard, love deeply, and to trust wholeheartedly. The first one in praying, I love in James, 5, in James chapter 5, how it says the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I do think sometimes we underestimate the power of our prayers. Our prayers are powerful. Your prayers are powerful. If we could see in the natural, the power of the prayers that are being released from our heart, we would not ever stop praying. We would pray unceasingly. We would continue to pray. Your prayers carry so much power. Don't ever get to the point where you believe a lie that there is no point in praying, that there is no point in talking to God, that there is no point in calling out to him. I'm here to tell you, your prayers have power. Your prayers change things. Your prayers move mountains. And I want to encourage you through whatever season you're in to pray, to let God into your heart, to bring to him your mess, bring to him your trials, bring to him whatever you're going through. He is big enough and strong enough and loving enough to handle all of our mess. And he loves to work in your life and my life. And he loves to bring his beautiful plan into our messy life. He is such a good, good God. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. It says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. I call this verse my prayer sandwich. It's be thankful, pray, be thankful. And then you can put it on repeat, really, for the rest of your life. Be thankful, pray, be thankful, repeat. You can never go wrong if you pray with thankfulness. Thankfulness is something that changed my life when going through really hard situations. All I could see were the difficulties. All I could see were hurdles that I didn't know how to overcome and I couldn't do anything about. And if you're anything like me, you like to be able to fix things. If something's going wrong, you want to be able to make it better or get through it faster somehow. But sometimes we find ourselves in seasons and trials where we can't do anything about it and we have to trust God. I learned how to be thankful in my prayer, thankful in my life. And it changes our heart because it shifts us from what we're going through and it fixes our eyes on Jesus. It fixes us our eyes on him. And when we look at him, we see goodness and faithfulness and love. We see him for who he is and it changes our heart and our life. 
So prayer is powerful. And I want to encourage you this week to continue praying. Keep praying for your family. Keep praying for your kids. Keep praying for your neighbors and for people around because God is at work and he is doing something and he is using your prayers to see powerful things come to play. The second thing is, is to love deeply. To love and be loved is a powerful thing. And it's really life-changing. I remember for me going through a phase where I was, I was always quite good at, at giving and looking after other people, but to allow myself to be loved and to allow myself to be cared for and to allow other people into that space was hard for me. And I went through a phase where I had no choice but to allow people to love me and care for me because I wasn't able to do it for myself. And something shifted in my heart. To be loved completely for doing nothing is a beautiful thing and it's a healing thing to receive love when you haven't done anything for someone else and when they just love you no matter what it touches your heart and it heals your heart this is the kind of love that God has for you this is the kind of love that he has for me he loves us unconditionally he loves us so perfectly and completely and his love is stronger than any situation we go through any failure any chaos any mess his love is bigger than our circumstances and that kind of love heals our hearts and sets us free and lifts us out of our circumstance and gives us faith and gives us hope that we can rise above and do greater things than we've ever dreamed of because that kind of love is so powerful. Proverbs 3, verse 3 to 4, it says, Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Bind love and faithfulness to your heart. Bind it to your heart. I love that. That is something that all of us really can hold to as a promise, that love and faithfulness toward God and toward one another, it brings favor. It brings blessing. There is a blessing when we stand together. There is a blessing when we love one another. There is a blessing when we fight for one another, not with one another, when we cover one another and love one another. The truth is, is when we allow God to love us, we then have an overflow to love others. When we're really hard on ourselves, if we make a mistake, if we're really hard on ourselves when we fail, the truth is we're going to use that same measure on other people when they fail, when they let us down, when they fall short. We're going to be hard on them because we're hard on ourselves. But when we come, even if we set a time every day and come and let God love us, and hear his voice for us, and hear his goodness, receive his grace, and his kindness, and his mercy, because he is always love. He doesn't just love sometimes. He is love. He is grace. He is goodness. He is kindness. So every time we come, we're going to be filled with who he is. Then when we walk out our day, and we might face different situations or trials, we're going to have all that he is inside of us to pour out on those around us. So to love and be loved. The Bible says that we love because we were first loved. So we are able to love because of his incredible love. And the more filled we are with his love, 
the more we have to give away. The third thing is to trust wholeheartedly. And this is a hard one. (laughs) It is easy to say to someone when they're going through a trial, trust God. It is easy to say that have faith when you find things hard. The difficult thing is actually walking that out. That is where the rubber really hits the road. Trusting God in trials. Trusting God when you can't see past the mountain that's in front. Trusting him that he is who he says he is and that he will do what he says he will do. That is where it counts. And if you're trusting God today and you can't see the outcome, you might be trusting him through tears. You might be trusting him through um, tantrums. You might be trusting him through all kinds of situations. Whatever you do, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't stop now. You never know how close you are. You never know what is just around the corner. And you never know what God is doing beneath the surface in your life. He is always at work on your behalf. He is always moving and he is always doing things. And I want to say this morning, do not quit. Do not give up. God is with you. He is for you. And he is working to bless you more than you could ever dream or imagine. I know in my life, with the challenges that I've been through and the trials that I've faced, that I wouldn't be the person that I am today without those things. And I'm actually really thankful for who God's made me today. I know in my heart that I have a greater level of compassion and understanding, gentleness and grace and goodness because in my failures and in my difficult seasons, I received that from God. I received his grace when I failed. I received his love when I felt like I'd let him down. And we then can carry that for others around us. But the truth is, is no matter what we're facing, God is still faithful. He is still on the throne. He has not changed. He doesn't go, whoops, I didn't realize this was coming. He knows and understands everything. And he is constantly moving and working on your behalf and on my behalf. Proverbs 3 Verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God is at work in your life. He is at work in my life. And as we trust him to do what he wants to do, we will see incredible things open up. When we try and do things ourselves, and let's be honest, we all often try to. We like to try and make things happen. We like to try and find the solution or fix the problem or whatever it is. But when we trust him, instead of trying to work it out ourselves, we see his promises, his goodness, his blessing, and his faithfulness come to pass. Eve might have felt like the ultimate failure and that she'd let down mankind. But God still birthed their beautiful human race through her life. Sarah may have felt like she had made a mistake with Hagar and Ishmael, and she suffered with that over many years of having to live in that environment where she felt the pain of that. But God birthed Isaac through her at old age. God is still at work in your life and in my life, and he uses our mistakes. He uses our failures. He teaches us. He shapes us. He grows us. He leads us. He changes our lives and and molds us into the very image of Jesus. He is so faithful. And I want to say to you today that you are not alone. 
that we are with you and we are standing together as one. And even though we might not physically be together, that in our hearts and in our spirits, we are as strong as ever. We stand together heart to heart and spirit to spirit. We stand together as the body of Christ. And physical um, proximity really doesn't make that much difference when it comes to the spirit realm. We are 100% standing together and God is with us. His spirit is with us and he is moving in our lives. In fact, he's doing phenomenal things in this season. We may not see all of it and we will begin to see the fruit of it as time unfolds, but he is at work in this season and he is bringing great things to pass. So as I finish this morning, I just want to read um, a couple of verses of a poem. And this is a poem that I actually had sitting on my desk when I was a kid growing up. And all through my school years and then my uni study and beyond, I had this sitting on my desk. And I would read this every time I felt discouraged, every time I felt that I couldn't do what I needed to do, or if things were too hard, or if I just wasn't feeling that, um, that energy to be able to succeed, I would read this poem, and I want to read a couple of verses to you this morning. The poem is called Don't Quit, and this is what it says. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Success is failure turned inside out, the silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems so far. So stick to the fight when your hardest hit. It's when things go wrong that you must not quit. Your story is not over. God is with you and he is for you and he is doing great things in your life. And I'm here to cheer you on and to let you know that we are all in this together. And I would love to pray this morning as we end. Father, we want to thank you that you are for us and that you are with us and your love is stronger and more powerful than we could ever hope, dream or imagine. And Father, I want to lift up to you this morning every person who's going through difficulty or challenge. I want to lift up to you this morning anyone watching that might feel like they have failed and that their failure is too big to overcome or that there is no way to see past that. Father, I want to lift every one of these beautiful people into your arms this morning and before your throne of grace. Father, I ask for fresh grace. I ask for fresh hope. I ask for fresh life and encouragement. I ask that you would pour your spirit into their lives and into their circumstances, that you would allow their eyes to see what you see, that they would see more than what is in the natural, that they would see you at work. They would see your hand of love, your hand of grace, your power at work in their life. Father, I ask this morning for eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, to hear your voice, to hear your comfort, to hear your leading, to hear the whispers of what you're saying. 
And Father, we want to we pray for every single person, Lord, facing difficulty and trial. Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's family-related. Maybe it's health-related. Father, we want to pray for every single one of those people. And I pray for breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray for circumstances and situations to be changed and to turn around. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we do speak to mountains this morning and we command them to move in the mighty name of Jesus. And Father, I pray for every person who needs healing physically or emotionally. I ask that you would flood them and fill them with your anointing, fill them with your spirit, fill them with your love, fill them with your healing to the point where they overflow your goodness and overflow your love and your grace. Father, we thank you that you are always with us. You never leave us. And your plan for us is absolutely perfect. You know exactly what you're doing. And Lord, we will look back and we will say thank you for everything that we've walked through because we will be able to see you walking and moving and shaping us and bringing fruit in our lives for the glory of Jesus. So Father, we honor you and we praise you and we glorify you and we ask in this season that you would be glorified above all else and that your kingdom would come and your will would be done in our lives in Jesus' beautiful name. Amen. Well, we want to thank you for joining us, and we pray that you have an amazing week. And I really hope that you will find that time to spend with Jesus and to find that time listening to his heart of love, listening to his voice, being filled with his presence, and time to pray and time to see the power of your prayers come to work in your life. We pray incredible blessing over you. Have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you soon.